welcome back to the emergency goalies. And we've been off for a while. Uh, I will admit on my end, I was a day late and editing the podcast. So we went right up against the start of the next game. So I figured we'll just go for the whole Thanksgiving break. And so we missed, um, what, five games? My thinking is right. Uh, a loss to the um, Calgary Flames, a victory over the Vancouver Canucks, a win over the Blues, and a loss to the Sharks. So I guess four games. It was a mixed bag, and yeah, Michael, I'll just ask you, what do you think of the Blackhawks play over these games? Well, uh, you know, I think the... Um most promising aspect of it is they are at least cleaning up some aspects uh, of their defensive game. Uh, They are staying on the right side of the puck in all three zones much, much better than they were under Colleton. It's kind of a mixed bag in that um, while they've been doing a lot of the right things, it's, uh, I I do think some of the talent level issues and some of the roster holes are, are starting to show that even when they play well, they're not necessarily being able to take advantage fully of the opportunities that that creates. Um, You know, uh, if you're forechecking appropriately and you're staying on the right side of the puck as you forecheck and backcheck through the offensive and neutral zones, um, you want to be able to create turnovers off of that and then, you know, have that result in either odd man rushes or a possession time in the opposition zone um, and kind of, you know, play at that end of the ice um, on yeah, and, a more consistent basis. And that yeah, isn't, yeah. That isn't fully translating. Say, yeah. And I was going to say, obviously the big like negative that you would say is the offense is just completely completely gone. Yeah. And, and that's not something that we're used to seeing with the Blackhawks. Um, you know, even when they've been bad, they've been able to score and, you know, we've brought it up many times. The Blackhawks may not be good, but at least they're not boring. The Blackhawks have turned into a boring team. Yes. Um, I mean, you know, all the possible outcomes that you could expect. It wasn't what I was expecting this year. (laughs) 30th. Yeah. Yeah. 30th in offense was not on any of the lists. Right. Um, now, it, with some bit of hindsight, um, I think we probably could have assumed that guys like Dylan Strom and Adam Gaudet were maybe not going to provide the offense that we were hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that Hendrick Borgstrom was, you know, a roll of the dice. Uh, that... Philip Kurashev was probably not ready for top six yeah. ice time. And, you know, at least in his case, I, I was, I've long been of the opinion uh, ever since the, over the summer that uh, it was in his and the Bet- Hawks best interest to send him back to Rockford mm-hmm. for the start of the year and have him play center and gain some confidence and play on the power play. And yeah, just, um, you know, they just did that, of course. Right. Last couple yeah. days, they um, I think, I think that. that's the right move. 
Um, now he did play well in the preseason and he kind of changed my mind. I, you know, at that time I, I, had gone into the preseason thinking, Oh, you know, they're better yeah, off sending him down. They had enough depth. But he impressed you a little bit. He impressed me enough where I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He deserves a chance. Um, I had no issue with him starting on Taves's mm-hmm. line. Um, I think I tweeted out something at the beginning of the year where it's like, Hey, if, if, you know, he's kind of going to be a key, if he can actually, you know, produce 35, 40 ish points. Um, you know, that's one of the things that the Blackhawks would need in order for this team to be, a, you know, an actual playoff contender. Um, that obviously has not come about and it's really, um, you know, and it's not really his fault. You know, it's, it's, it's a situation he shouldn't have been put into, yeah. but. Um, he was above his head. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was asked to do something he wasn't ready to do and the Blackhawks have not had somebody that's capable of filling in that hole. Yeah. And the other um, thing, I guess, should we have been surprised? I, I don't know that um, Kubalik would not match what he did last year. Cause that, but you know, I thought he seemed to have the goal scoring touch, but it's just, it's not happening this year. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the that whole um, second line that we started with, with Taves, Kubelik, and Kurashev. Uh, I mean, what do they have, like four goals between them? Jonathan Taves still hasn't scored. Um, I think Kurashev had one or two or something like that. Um, it's been, that, that, that's been just a gigantic, gigantic issue um, where the Blackhawks just have not had any depth with their scoring at all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I mean, that is a huge issue and uh, you know at least in the short term I'm not really sure how they solve it um, mm-hmm. King is trying to mix up the, the the lines in the top six to try and get something going and it, there is going to be some regression to me Dominic Kubelik is too good of a shooter to mm-hmm. completely um, lose his scoring touch um, the goals are going to come and they're probably going to come in a bunch. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's going to score five goals in a three game span or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. And at least the, the overall offensive output will, you know, his, his season stats will start to look better, but mm-hmm. you know, he obviously hasn't been what the Blackhawks have needed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jonathan Taves, you know, again, that's one where of those we, things where it's like, yeah, you know, with Taves is like, we knew this case, could be, a, we knew this could happen. Yeah. Did he miss you know, the whole year that right? we were hoping I mean, it's we not were. like, mm-hmm. but I just want, it's not like there haven't been issues even before he missed this year. He had scoring droughts in the past few years where he would just, you know, vanish from the score sheet. Now he did other things, yeah. but it's not yeah, like this is unexpected. Yeah. And, you know, he has been one of the few guys in the Hawks who's actually generated possession time. Um, so it's not like he's been a complete negative mm-hmm. or anything, but the Hawks in order for the Hawks to, you know, have been legitimate playoff contenders, they need to, they need to taste the score mm-hmm. and that just hasn't happened. And I don't know if that's had a negative influence on Kubelik as well, where, yeah. or what, but I mean, we have seen stretches from Kubelik before where, you know, he's just, he's just kind of an okay five on five player and, you know, when he's not scoring, he doesn't really contribute much mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of thing. I mean, it's not like he's a bad defensive player or anything, but 
he doesn't have any kind of impact on that. Yeah. He's not really a possession guy. You know, he's there to score and right now he's not scoring. And that's, that's a, that's a huge issue. Whereas it, at least with Taves, he does other things to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, yeah, the, the Hawks have more or less been a, a one line team. And even that one line hasn't, you know, consistently well, gotten it done. I yeah. mean, like Kirby doc hasn't scored in like 12 games or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about, which is like, you kind of, when you watch it, you get that sense, but the numbers um, demonstrate it clearer that that line of um, Kane, uh, Kubelik, Kubelik, um, Kane, Doc, and Debrinket on defense, yikes. Yeah, I, okay. you know, in, you know, it's a line that has much been talked about you know, I think every prognosticator, every fan seems to be like, why does Colleton never put these three together? And then when he put them together, uh, I, I, I brought it up several times. I was like, I, in theory, I like the line, but it has issues. And one of those issues is Kirby Doc loses so many face-offs. As soon as you lose that face-off, you're, you know, you're, you're wasting an opportunity in the offensive zone because the other team just gets the puck and um, you know, then you're asking Kane and to bring it to play defense right away mm-hmm. and you're wasting shifts for them. And it, until Kirby doc improves that that line mm-hmm. is never going to work. Um, okay. The only other thing you can do is um, shelter is probably not the right word, but deploy them very strategically where they are, you're on the fly line. You just, you don't, you, you limit their amount of face-offs that they have to take. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you just have somebody else do it. And then, you know, and, but that's tough to do consistently. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's tough to deploy a line like that. And so, yeah, I think, I think King's doing the right thing, breaking things up. Um, when he first broke it up, he still didn't put anybody on Kirby Doc's line that could help him with a face-off. Mm-hmm. And that continued to be a huge issue over these last few games. Yes. Now I have seen um, in practice yesterday that uh, it sounds like Dylan Strom is going to get back into the lineup and he's going to be playing wing on Kirby mm-hmm. Doc's line. Yes. Strom's not a great face-off guy. But he's better than... But yeah, I, I would. And my concern is that this, they're not actually going to have Strom take any faceoffs, though. But um, they at least have that option. I hope they just have they they split up the faceoffs and have both of those guys taken off on their strong side. One's a lefty, one's a righty. It, try it, see what happens, and yeah. um, that can hopefully maybe kind of uh, get both guys going. You know. Because um, both we, we the, the Blackhawks need both of those guys to score mm. and and generate offense, and they're not right now. Um, the other huge issue has been the power play. Yeah, um, which is just gone. Yeah, it, it's been a huge, huge disappointment. They got off to such a great start. Uh, I think they uh, Colleton did the right things um, with that power play. They um, he got the 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 right people in the right positions. And they were moving a lot more. They were, um, you know, more willing to go um, with the second power play unit um, and give them a little more time and not rely so much on Patrick Kane. Um, but e- even at the end of Colleton's time, 
a bit of stagnation. Um, some of the, the previous issues have kind of cropped back up. And then yes. since King has taken over, the, the power play has been atrocious. Yeah, it's been bad. Um, I, I do think part of that is um, Tyler Johnson's been out and mm-hmm. he's was kind of a, a key component in the bumper uh, position. Um, and they never really replaced him. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, it's taken them way, way, way too long to put Kirby Doc into that position. Yes. Uh, they finally did. Uh, it sounds like they've done that over the last couple of days in practice. Yeah, because it was like they were putting like like Carpenter and stuff. As yeah, well. just just ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous um, decisions. I, I, I really it's been driving me nuts for a long time. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's at least hopefully going to help. I don't know if it's, you know, going to fix it, but um, it's at least putting the right guys in the right spot at the time, if, you know, for this time. And we'll see, you know, if it can start to generate some, because the Blackhawks absolutely need their power play in order to win games yes. because they're just not they generating score five on five. five on five. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, in um, with the defense, I guess, you know, it's still Murphy and McCabe still not doing good. Um, you know, I yeah, saw they, they did have one game. Um, the Blues game. Uh, you know, I actually missed the Blues game. I did not see that game. So I, I can't I can't speak to them in that game. They played pretty um, good in that one. Okay. Well, uh, well then that's actually uh, somewhat promising because I, I, I thought they did fairly decent in the San Jose game. Mm-hmm. Um there was still some shift and some issues that, you know, just, it, it wasn't great, but um, I, I, I thought there were, it, there was at least market improvement over they what they were doing a couple of game. weeks ago. Yeah. So maybe they're rounding into shape and that would be oh, just boy. gigantic, but. You know, I keep um, seeing um, stats that like, which I, I mean, I guess that Gustafson is actually for Gustafson's you know, normal expectations is actually playing pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, it's something I haven't brought up um, because, you know, he's been so inconsistent in the past and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of chalking it up to, Oh, you know, we've had a few games of, you know, Gustafson playing good. And then a few games turned into a week and a half and then a week and a half turned into two weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we're probably coming on close to three weeks where Mm -hmm. he's been fine. Um, Yeah. You know, he hasn't been generating a ton of offense where, you know, it's obviously not translating into a lot of five-on-five scoring, which, Mm -hmm. you know, the Blackhawks need. But uh, he's cleaned up a lot of his issues in Mm -hmm. transition. You know, I mean, he's still not great in his own end, never will be probably. But he's not turning the puck over um, on the rush as often. He is not pinching as dangerously in the neutral zone where he's, you know, been so prone to allowing other teams two-on-one opportunities with his, you know, putting his defense, yeah. his defense partner in bad positions. He just hasn't been doing that. And so yeah, he's playing he can like, kind of keep that up yeah. while he's playing you know, like um the fifth or sixth defenseman. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. You know, if he continues to play like this, keep him in the lineup because he's one of the few guys on the he's really their only good passer mm-hmm. from the back end. You know, Seth Jones does help with the transition game, but he does through does so with his skating. He doesn't pass the puck all that well, um, but he does get the puck out of his own end. Uh, he does 
you know, create possession through the neutral zone just by skating it out. And, um, you know, he, he brings value that way, but he's not a great passer. Um, and then the Hawks second through fifth defenseman, um, McCabe has struggled with the puck. Murphy has struggled with the puck. DeHaan has struggled with the puck. Stillman struggled with the puck. So, you know, it, it's, it, Gustafson's really been the only guy. Caleb, Caleb Jones has done a decent job with it since he kind of came back and got into the lineup. Uh, he had a couple of bad games, but he's been, he's been solid. And he's a guy who, who has shown that he, he can generate a little offense um, in his limited career. But, you know, so we'll see. I would like to see both of those guys stay in the lineup in some capacity um, and with Stillman being out still, um, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there, there seems to be an opportunity for those two. I wouldn't pair them together. I, I think they have done a little bit with putting Caleb Jones with Seth Jones. Um, I, I wouldn't mind keeping that for a little while and see, see how that goes. And, you know, especially since it seems like they're going to keep McCabe and Murphy and just kind of force that until it, until yeah. it works. And then that leaves you you know, probably DeHaan and Gustafson on the third pairing. And I think that's where both of those guys are best suited. Um, you know, DeHaan, you know, like Gustafson, um, I think DeHaan has, he was, okay, asked, yeah. he was asked to play over his head when he was paired with Seth Jones. That's not his fault. Um, but in a third pairing role, shelter those two guys a little bit. I, I, I at least have a little bit of confidence that the Blackhawks are not going to get caved in while those two are out there. Yeah. And, you know, but it is good. like if they if they can play, their defense is locked down. If they can figure out the power play, that is a formula to win. If you play good defense and score in the power play, but they have not been able to score in the power play. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and you know maybe if you get the power play going, you know it it gets Kubalik a little confidence, uh, you know, a couple of these other guys, a little bit of confidence gets them, you know, some points on the board and then maybe that starts translating into five on five as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we're then, just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. And then a little bit of um, uh, minor league news. Uh, Reichel got injured. Nafty kit got a concussion. Hopefully it's not a long-term thing, but yeah, you, you didn't want to see that. Yeah, it was kind of an awkward hit. Um, I only saw it once or twice, so I it, um, I know some people said it was kind of a dirty hit, but um, yeah, just kind of an unfortunate situation. Um, I don't think the Blackhawks had any intention of no. of calling him up anytime soon. No. Um, so you know, at least in far as far as the Blackhawks um, short term. Uh, outlook goes I don't think it really has any bearing but yeah obviously disappointing um, you know especially with Kershev going down Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen um, those two take on you know big roles in Rockford and um, not necessarily play with each other because I would like to keep both of those guys at center um, for the time being Um, but you know maybe both of them playing on power play one Mm -hmm. and, and getting some confidence that way so yeah. yeah, disappointing there. Um, but uh, you know, we are going to get to see Josiah Slavin. Uh, mm-hmm. Is uh, the younger brother of um, Jacob Slavin, who's you know one of the better defensemen in the NHL. Yes, uh, Josiah is a left wing, you know, a grinder type. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, unfortunately, Blackhawks have a lot of those lot grinder of those, types. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's, gonna... he's a guy who's made a he's he's made a positive impression in the organization. 
And I'm, I'm curious to see what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, if only the uh, his brother could play for the Blackhawks. But yeah. And that would be a big help. That would be a big help. But uh, yeah, um, you know, obviously a, a very different, uh, a very different uh, type of player, um, you know, playing mm-hmm. a different position. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's, and, not um, like, it's not like the fourth line's been great. So, no, no. you know, if he can give a boost there, that would be great. Yeah. And other than, I guess, we'll just add Flurry still playing well? pretty well. Yeah. 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 Um, it's been a great turnaround. Um, that more than anything has made the difference in the Blackhawks winning games mm-hmm. as opposed to losing games. Um, but, you know, hopefully with the defensive structure improving, you know, kind of, you know, not necessarily game by game, but they're playing much more consistently yes. in that fashion. You hope that with that, um, Flurry won't ask, to, won't have to be on top of his mm-hmm. game every game. Yes. Um, you know, cause you know, first few games under King, it's not like the Blackhawks were playing well, that Flurry was just bailing them out. Exactly. Um, but I, I think we've seen recently, you know, it, it, it's starting to even out a little bit. You're getting, uh, mm-hmm. you're getting a little bit of better defensive play. Flurry's still playing well, but there's been some cases where, you know, the defense has been helping. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so. But it's there's getting, some trends in the right direction, but obviously just need to get that offense going. Yeah, still major concerns. It's just and and concerns that yeah, like we said earlier, a bit surprising. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, um, they go on the East Coast, um, Washington, New York, and the Islanders. And the Islanders game is still on. They announced that today. Okay, I so didn't hear that. So some COVID. They intend to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Because um, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a tough road swing. That's that's three solid teams, mm-hmm. you know. And then they come back home for a one game against the Rangers. So yeah, I mean yeah. They, they they go out east, play Washington, the Rangers, and Islanders, and then come back and play the Rangers. So that that's a tough swing. Um, yep. And you know, obviously the Blackhawks dug themselves as big of a hole as yes. you can imagine. Yeah. They've been digging themselves out of it, yep. but they, Still pretty they, far off, they can't, yeah. they can't let up. And, yep. you know, I mean, they played the Islanders pretty tough the last time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Islanders have been a disappointment, like yeah. not reading, reaching their. Yeah. Not what we expected the Islanders to be. So yep. far and of year. course, uh, Washington, Alexander Ovechkin, I mean, he's never going to slow down. It seems like <laughs> not. Yeah. Um, He's just, he just keeps right on scoring goals. Um, it's been pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, that's the sort of situation the Blackhawks can get in with, with Kane where, you know, well, they just keep bringing him back and he keeps scoring and yep. you know, it works out. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know that we got too much more to add to this. Uh, we don't think we really do now. Yeah. Got to keep grinding. And, you know, if they, if they play well, for the next few weeks, you know, if they can, if they can keep this up through the end of, through the end of this month, mm-hmm. uh, they can kind of claw back into that, the, the, the playoff conversation. It's yes. just, it's, it, it's and still a long thing, shot and, you know, it's yeah, going to be tough. <laughs> to keep an eye on too, is that I'm not sure about, um, they're starting to hear stuff about the Olympics that maybe they're not going to yeah. go to the Olympics. So 
I mean, yeah. I don't know that they would, that would actually change the schedule any with, with the mm-hmm. games already, you know, would it just Late be, a, a, you know, a, 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 a two and a half week or three week gap. Yeah. Gap. I, I that's still probably going to stay in place, but um, you know, as far as the Blackhawks would be concerned, if, if, if they can actually get back into it by that point, um, you know, it would probably be a boost to not have yeah. Dean and, and Jones and them, um, you know, potentially to, get hurt or get tired. Yeah, go to China for yeah two weeks is a but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I am on Twitter at sth eighty five. Michael J underscore Ernst. Yep, and we will be back next week. So no, no extra Thanksgiving break and. As always, you can um, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And yeah, let's see if the uh, Blackhawks can keep building forward. <laughs>